At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Chicago City Cast with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to it, folks. Time to start up another edition of the Chicago City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Thank you for being with us and listening in on this Thursday afternoon. Again, I'm Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke Five, where you can follow along on Twitter. Tons to get through on today's episode. We are in the midst of the first round of the Open Championship. Uh, as I'm recording this, it's around 11 a.m. and Young, Cameron Young. Leading right now, 8-under. How about it? Not that I'm going to get involved or anything, but just to throw it out there to see where it's going to end up being. Uh, as of this moment, again, he's 8-under, 11 a.m. Central Time. Cameron Young is 10-1 to to win the Open Championship at Bet Rivers. Ahead of him is Cameron Smith at 8-1, to Scotty Scheffler 6-1, to and Rory McIlroy at plus 350. Rory is two strokes behind. Cameron Smith is 5-under. And then uh, Scheffler is four under. I I took some flyers here. Honestly, like, I'm not the biggest golf better. I love playing golf. Not necessarily handicapping it unless I'm playing myself, and that's a different conversation. But I only really get involved when it's the majors. And for this, I, I kind of went all over the place. But on rush hour last night, I just dished out some of my cleaner top bets, I guess you could say. I mean, again, I've kind of dabbled with, Several outrights, but basically what I limited it to when I was talking about it was Speed 16 to 1, Zalatoris 28 to 1, Zalatoris top 20 plus 160, and then Tony Finau top 20 plus 175. They are both one over, gonna need a better performance. Speeth, um, I gotta see what Speeth is at. I think he was one under, if I'm not mistaken. 
just to double check. Yeah, he is one under through four by the time I'm talking about it right now. So much will change, but a hell of a tournament. Looking forward to it, folks. But aside from golf, we've got plenty of baseball to discuss on this episode. The Sox squeak one out last night. New big important series beginning before the All-Star break for the Southsiders as they go up to Minnesota to take on the division-leading Twins. We've got the Cubbies taking on the Mets. And uh, yeah, how about VEASAN's baseball betting pentathlon? We'll give you an update on that and what I'm thinking. Had a nice run line winner for my pentathlon pick last night with the Blue Jays. Plus 190. I bet it before they they fired their manager. And look, uh, sometimes you get that extra boost from doing so. And you got to think that came through last night, as did the Blue Jays winning, I believe, 8-2 against the Philadelphia Phillies. Also had that as a best bet. Minus 112 on the money line for the Blue Jays. Our other Danny's dime, uh, not too great. Justin Steele, what the hell, buddy? I thought I didn't have to worry about you in the first inning. I did the no run in the first for the Cubs and the Orioles. That didn't come through. Had it at minus 106. I thought, uh, I can't remember his name right now, but uh, Watkins, was it, the pitcher for the Orioles? I thought he was going to be the guy we'd have to worry about giving up a run in the first. But Steele gave up three. Cubs fall victim. No bueno for Chicago being the Cubs once again versus the Baltimore Orioles. New series for the Cubbies tonight, though. Let's get into it. The Cubbies taking on the Mets at the friendly confines. Cubs lost last night 7-1, and the Mets just took two out of three at Atlanta against the Braves. Pitching for the Mets, they got Carlos Carrasco. The righty is 9-4 with a 4.55 ERA. Makes you scratch your head a little bit. His ERA is incredibly high, but very solid record. Well, it helps when you have a great team and a great offense in the New York Mets backing you up. But the good news, if you're looking to back a guy like Carrasco, oh my gosh, sorry, I'm watching the Open right now. I got, Jordan Spieth just missed a, what, a four-foot birdie? Come on, man. Unbelievable. All right, sorry. I'll try not to do that. It was just, just right there. Like, it makes sense if I miss that, but you're Jordan Spieth. What are you doing? Unbelievable. Um. Anyways, Carlos Carrasco, we talk about his ERA, 455, right? But he's got a 9-4 record. Is he a guy you can trust? Well, his FIP is telling you you can. 359 on his FIP, right? That's in relation to a 455 ERA. So the true indicator is his FIP at 359. And guess what? It is even with the Sierra at also 359. 134 is his whip. But his underlying metrics are telling you, hey, Carrasco's actually doing a little bit better than the ERA is leading you to believe or should be doing better than that. By the way, because I didn't say this, Tiger Woods, four over currently. Popular bet was for him to make the cut. I saw it as high as minus 160. So you're sweating that one out already. Sorry, last golf interruption. I <laughs> I mean it. Okay, uh, Carrasco, yeah, good numbers all around. He's getting about nine strikeouts per nine innings, 2.3 walks per nine innings, Although he's got a 344 Babbitt batting average of balls in play. That is way too high. 73% left on base percentage. You can deal with that. 12% home run to fly ball ratio. You can also kind of manage that. The issue, again, with Carrasco, though, is he's really bad on the road. 611 is his road ERA this year. 374 weighted on base average. And then he's got a 441 FIP on the road compared to 309 with his FIP at home. 
Well, speaking of a guy who pitches better at home, that's who the Cubbies have taken the bump tonight. Keegan Thompson, 7-3 is his record, 3-0-4 is his overall ERA, his FIP is 362, his Sierra is 378, and he's got a really respectable whip of 117. Now, I talked about him pitching well at home. Well, his ERA tells you he does, 214. His Woba, same thing, 264, and he's got a 238 FIP at the friendly confines. On the road, he's got a 549 FIP. So if you're back in Keegan Thompson, hell, if you're back in the Cubs, I guess you got to do it when it's Keegan Thompson taking the bump. He's getting about 8.7 strikeouts per nine innings compared to three walks per nine innings. His BABIP is 286. He's got a 77% left on base percentage and an 8.3% home run to fly ball ratio. So, hey, do the Cubs have a shot? Can Keegan Thompson pitch well enough against this really strong Mets offense? Well, the Mets against righties do have a nice OPS, 736. They got a BABIP of 302, a WOBA of 322, and a WRC plus of 113. And their numbers against righties on the road are still strong. But guess what? We talked about it yesterday on Rush Hour. I mean, the Cubbies' numbers against righties at home are very serviceable. 736, same as the Mets, OPS-wise. 320 BABIP, higher than the Mets. 324 WOBA. Higher than the Mets. 106 weighted runs created plus. Seven points less than the Mets, but you're still right there in a good spot. The issue, folks, there's so many issues. You got to take into account what the lineup's looking like now. You got to take into account the opponent. And you just got to realize it's so hard to trust this Cubs team. And if you were looking to back the Cubs here, remember that their bullpen ERA is 443 and they got a 134 whip. So if it's anything with the Cubs, it probably should be first five. I don't hate the idea of doing that with Thompson over Carrasco. It's just the Cubs have nowhere near as strong of bats as the Mets do. The Mets can win and dominate on any given day or night. The Mets bullpen 354 ERA and a 122 whip. The wind is blowing in 10 miles per hour. Not the warmest day, 70 degrees. So, hey, maybe if the ball isn't flying too much, then, yeah, the Cubs could keep it relatively close. With all of that being said, I had my number at minus 135 for the Mets, the Cubs plus 120, and I made the total at 8. Because, look, Carrasco, you probably know what you're going to get, let's be honest. I mean, at most, I would say he's going to surrender four runs, at most. His ERA is not great. He's not pitching well on the road, but his underlying stats are telling you he can be good, and we know the Cubs just are all over the place. But with Keegan Thompson, I mean, I love the kid. He's been doing very well at home, and he's won us a couple bets. But he also scares it because you've seen him be vulnerable to just getting destroyed. And I know that that's really happened on the road, but still, it's the Mets, folks. And a team that just took two out of three against Atlanta on the road. They're going to want to go into the all-star break with some momentum, that's for sure. So I made it minus 135 New York, Chicago plus 120, total 8. Bet Rivers opened up the Mets a little bit higher than I did, minus 143. They had the Cubbies plus 125, and they put the total at 7.5 with some slight juice to the over, minus 118, the under-even money. Is anything worth a bet in this game? Well, to answer that question, we got to look at where the odds have moved to. Currently at Bat Rivers, because we just gave you the opener, the Mets are now down to minus 136. 
Cubbies at plus 117 and the total at seven and a half now with some juice to the under. So perhaps a lower scoring game and perhaps some value on the home underdog. If you want the run line with the Mets, by the way, plus 130. If you want to take the run in the hook with the Cubs, it's minus 155. Look, the only thing I'd do here would probably be if I was looking to bet the Cubs, right? It would have to be a first five bet. You could get the Cubs plus 104. Not bad. Not bad at all. Maybe total runs in the first five under four and a half, but it's not enticing to lay minus 148. But nothing official that I'm going to play for this game. If I had to lean, eh, there might be some value on the Cubs first five. Do you trust Keegan Thompson enough? Would this be would this be the game to bet the no run in the first as opposed to yesterday? Wind's blowing in. Not the worst pitchers when it comes to home run to fly ball ratios. I mean, Carrasco's at 12%, but it's the Cubs offense and it's the wind blowing in. So, yeah, maybe not a bad opportunity. All right, that's what we got for the Cubs game. What about the White Sox tonight? Huge series to look forward to for the Southsiders against the Twinkies. Johnny Cueto is who they're going to throw out there to start. Oh, boy. Look, Cueto's been good, relatively. I mean, he's been better than some of the other starters out there. And for what you really expected out of him, he has exceeded expectations, I suppose. He's 3-4 and four with a 291 ERA, a 411 FIP, and a 416 Sierra. And then his walks and hits per innings pitched, 1.15. So they're okay numbers, right? Okay. You can bet a guy with those numbers. Especially when you see how he's done on the road. 174 ERA for Cueto away from guaranteed rate field. 281 Woba and 382 on his FIP. All right, Johnny Cueto, pitching well on the road. Now, Sonny Gray, the veteran for the Twins, has taken the bump, and he's been very solid this year. 4-2 with a 3.03 ERA. He's got a 3.29 FIP and a 3.84 Sierra, and his whip is one. So he has been even better than Cueto. And at home, his numbers are strong. 283 ERA, 296 Woba, and a 331 FIP. Well, let's take a look at the bats, shall we? You know how the White Sox are doing against righties. Nothing great. So I'll give you the TLDR. Their weighted runs created plus is 88. Remember, you want to be above 100. Their OPS is 656. Not great. The Twins versus righties, that is a different story, folks. They have a 759 OPS, a 301 Babbitt, but 333 Woba, and a 116 WRC+. Guess what? They also get the nod for the bullpen. 374 ERA and a 124 whip. The White Sox have a 405 ERA throughout their bullpen along with a 132 whip. I made the Minnesota Twins a minus 145 favorite. I put the White Sox at plus 130, and I made this total 8.5. Johnny Cueto can have a good start, but in order to win against the division-leading team on the road and being a righty, he's got to have a great game. And I just don't know if you can bank on that happening. You really can't. But would you want to lay that much with the Twins? Heck, the Twins have lost me two games, and one of them was when Sonny Gray started, and the bullpen screwed me. I don't like betting the Twins. I want to, but they've just killed me, so I can't. And I don't want to lay over the number of minus 145 that I put out there for the opener. And Bet Rivers put them at minus 156. 
They put the White Sox plus 135. We were on the same page here with the total. We both had it at 8.5. Man. The White Sox need this. I mean, we all know that. They have to win this series. They need that momentum going into the second half. And you know what? If it was competent... If it was competent... It, how am I trying to phrase this, I guess? If you had competent owners, general managers, just a competent organization in the front office, you would look at this and go, if you don't win this series and get on a high streak here, or like a get like some high momentum in the latter half, it's either you win this series, you're happy, you're content, let's get on a run in the second half. If you don't, if you don't win this series against the Twins and it just looks bad, the only way you are going to change anything is by terminating Tony LaRusso. I mean, this should have been your plan. You just should never have been the White Sox manager in the first place. That's obvious. But this is your golden opportunity to do so. What is this relationship? Like, why are you in debt to this guy? You should not be in debt to someone who clearly has so many red flags. He's almost 80 years old, folks. He doesn't need this job. Go to Florida. Enjoy the water. I think you'll be fine if Tony La Russa is just a little bit angry at you. He's going to be out of baseball if you terminate him. There's nothing to worry about. You care about La Russa, what he thinks more than your fan base, what they think? This is absurd. Figure it out. Can the White Sox do that tonight? More than likely, no. That's what the odds are telling you, because guess what? The Twins are up to minus 160 now. The White Sox plus 140. Total still at 8.5, over minus 110, under minus 108. If you want to take the run in the hook, minus a buck 48 with the Sox. If you want to lay the run in the hook with the Twins, it is plus 123. I would only do the Twins on the run line, honestly. That would be my play here. But again, I don't like betting the Twins, but if I was a little bit more objective in the situation... I would go Minnesota run line plus 123. Or if you don't mind laying the chalk for the money line, you want that security, minus 159, minus 160, right around that range. That could be doable for the Twins. Look, Sonny Gray, again, he's been really good. Johnny Cueto, he's had good starts, but he needs a great one. It's a tough ask for a guy like Cueto in this situation. Against the Twins team that is crushing right, he's at home. And knows how important this game is, too. So it'd be Twins run line or nothing for you, boy. Okay. We've got some baseball action still to talk about. We've got some Bears action to talk about. New receiver to the mix. We'll hold off on that convo. We'll hold off on my pentathlon pick because we're going to take a quick break here. Then we'll discuss all of that and much more in the second part of this Thursday edition. I was about to say Wednesday, Thursday edition of the Chicago City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Be right back. Baseball is here and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every single Saturday throughout the entire season. Place a three-leg, same-game parlay of at least $25 and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to help you make your perfect combination. 
Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Must be 21 years of age or older. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. It's 1-800-426-2537. little bit more baseball to be discussed here on the Chicago City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Again, I'm Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke 5, where you can follow along on the tweets. So we gave you a Sox preview. We gave you a Cubs preview. If you didn't know, VEASAN, the sports betting network, we've got our baseball betting pentathlon going on right now. And if you're like, what the hell are you talking about? Basically, it's a baseball betting contest where the show... Uh, hosts and well some of the shows weren't able to participate but a majority except for like two the show hosts if they uh, duo hosts you know you combine together and make your pick or if you're a solo host such as myself you do it yourself so each show has their own team and you get five bets to make Monday through Thursday today being the last day five different types of bets it started out with a total then it went to betting an underdog and betting a favorite on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, you were betting a run line. And then today, we conclude with betting a prop, a Major League Baseball prop. So on Monday, I lost a total. Started off 0-1, not even close. Lance Lynn screwed me. I had first 505. He gave up five earned runs in the first. That was the worst bet of all time. Uh, day two, I bet the Twins. I just told you about the Twins. They screwed me. Uh, the rain delays all over the place, but I bet the Oakland A's, that bet came through. How about those A's? And extra innings, my goodness, plus 155. That was a hell of a win. I'm sorry. Got to give myself a little pat on the back. Not that it was easy by any stretch of the imagination. That was almost a disaster. But, hey, they kept us in it. One and two. We're down 45 bucks because you're betting a hypothetical $100 to win whatever your odds are. And then yesterday was a run line bet. And obviously, I needed a good plus money run line. Typically, you're looking for plus money when you're doing a run line. You could play it safe and not, but hey, I'm trying to win here. I'm trailing. So I did the Blue Jays on the run line, got them plus 190 going against the Phillies. I liked Ross Stripling. Zach Wheeler's been great, but hey, he struggled a little bit on the road. And if there's a team that you could trust on the run line, why not have it be the Blue Jays with all that talent they have available? And you're getting the price of plus 190. Thank you very much. So it wasn't even that. But then, you know, I bet them. And then they fired their manager. So I'm like, well, crap. That's kind of nuts. But then you also have to realize a lot of times in sports, when you fire a manager, it's kind of a wake-up call and a spark, so to speak, for a team. Well, it ended up being that for the Blue Jays. They won 8-2. We also had them on the money line for Danny's Dimes. So that was nice. Kept us in it. And now, if you look at the standings, rush hour, we are in fifth place. So the standings go like this. Number one, a numbers game with Gil Alexander. They are 3-1. and one. They're up $314.91. The look ahead with Scott Seidenberg, 3-1, up $252.57. Number three, Greg Peterson on the solo mission himself. He is 3-1 and, and up over $233, bucks, 21 cents of change to be exact. Odds on, Amal Shaw, Mike Palm, those guys are fourth, 
with a 3-1 record. They had their loss last night that killed them. Otherwise, they were cruising in first. But they're up 160 bucks with 80 cents of change. And then your boy comes next, fifth, 2-2, two two, up 145 bucks with a couple plus money winners that have kept us in the mix. So, yeah, I'm down a, a decent chunk of change here. So right now, a numbers game, like we said, 314, and I'm at 145. So that's 169 bucks. I mean, if they lose, they're going to go down, of course, but I'm just giving you the frame of reference. So with this prop bet, you could play it safe hoping the other guys lose, right? You could play it safe hoping the other shows lose, but you don't want to have to rely on them. You want to have to rely on yourself. And I'm sorry if you're not interested in this conversation. I know a lot of people are kind of fascinated with the strategy of doing contests. And I don't know. I just always think it's a unique conversation and still can be a lesson. So I'm just going to spitball a little bit here on it. So because I know I have some ground to make up and assuming that not everybody's going to lose, you got to look for a little bit of a plus money prop here. You can't just do a strikeout prop for laying a price or even for a minimal amount of plus money. Now you got to, you got to. Go out of your comfort zone a little bit. So then I'm looking at batting props, right? To hit a home run, base hits, runs, RBIs, all those type of things. And based on today's pitching matchups, I'll give you the short synopsis of it, I guess. I kind of narrowed it down. I have not decided who to bet yet. But CJ Crone going against Blake Snell and Brandon Belt versus Corbin Burns. You're probably like, dude, go with Crone over Blake Snell. It's at Coors Field. Blake Snell struggled and against the Rockies. Easy choice. But Brandon Belt is where you're seeing some value, folks. Okay? Because Brandon Belt versus Corbin Burns is 5 for 10. 500 batting average. One double, one home run, one ribby, and two strikeouts. His total RBIs prop over a half is plus 275. His total run scored over a half is two to one. Total hits over a half minus 108. And to hit a home run is plus 750. But it's Corbin Burns. He's a great pitcher. You're at Oracle Park. That's a tough place as a batter. I get it. But the value is there. And he has done exceptionally well against Burns. And Brandon Belt as of late has kind of been rock solid. Now CJ Crone going against Blake Snell. He's 7 of 15 with a double, a home run, five RBIs, one walk, and two strikeouts. Total bases prop over one and a half is plus 110. Total runs scored over a half, minus 110. By the way, I might just use one of these props as a Danny's dime. Uh, total ribbies over a half, plus 123, and he's plus 350 to hit a home run. So the value is not necessarily there unless you're doing to hit a home run. You're at Coors Field, so you get that benefit, and Snell just not being that good of a pitcher. He's done a little bit better recently, but overall, and you've seen him twice this season, it's just, yeah, Crone would seem to be the option here, right? But we need some value, and Brandon Belt could be that guy. Now, the rules of the contest also, you don't have to put your bet in until that, like right before that game starts. So I could wait to the later slate, and just do the Brandon Belt one and see if I have to do that or I could play it safer with another one because this Rockies-Padres game goes off at like 2 central. So I actually got to figure that out somewhat soon. But realistically, it's probably got to be a Brandon Belt prop. 
unless other shows make their bets and it looks like they're losing, maybe I'll play it a little bit safer. But Brandon Bell has done well against Burns. We could sweat it out late tonight, that's for sure. So that's my thought process. I'll probably have a final answer by the time we get to rush hour tonight, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time. VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo TV, Sling TV, the Xfinity app, iHeartRadio, folks, and the Marquee Sports Network. Jordan Spieth hitting out of the rough right now. I told you he missed that terrible uh, wide-open birdie from like four feet. He bounced back with another one. Now he's two under as I'm looking at it, about 11.30 a.m. And got it out of the rough pretty decently. Tiger's still looking brutal. All right. um, I do have one baseball play tonight, folks. However, I'm going to save that for rush hour, so uh, make sure you tune in that. It's going to be one of the later games, so uh, make sure you check that out. Let's talk a little bit of Bears football here. Chicago makes a trade for former first-round pick in Gil Harry for, I believe, what was it, a seventh-round pick from the Bears? A 2024 seventh-round pick. So basically... They're saying, hey, we don't want to release him because, well, they're just trying to get any value out of him they can and they want to save some money. You get it. I mean, the Patriots, look, they got Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers. Those are some of their big, bigger name receivers. And, and Keel Harry just never panned out with the team, but he was a stud in college, right? I mean, there was a lot of hype around the kid out of Arizona State. He's 6'4", 24 years old. And a very versatile athlete. I'm excited for this pickup. I know a lot of Bears fans are too. And it seems funny to get excited about someone that was almost released. But now, when you look at the grand scheme of things, really, it just wasn't the right fit for him. And again, he was a first-round pick and you're trading him for a 2024 seventh round. If it doesn't pan out, so be it. It's good to take that shot. A young guy who could pair with Justin Fields right away. A speedy guy with great hands and really solid size. And who can make a move or two in the end zone. Yeah, I like that. Nine times out of ten. Unless he's fumbling here and there and dropping open passes. But he just needs a new opportunity, a new scenery, and a brand new start. And he'll get that in Chicago. Oh boy, will he get that. And you know what? Another receiver was needed. And another guy to help take the weight off of the shoulders of Darnell Mooney. Look, I'm just saying, and no, this isn't meant to be disrespectful, but like if Darnell Mooney can have the year he did last year with no protection for his quarterback and a crap offense via Matt Nagy, Mooney will be good again, but Keel Harry can also thrive. Let me tell you that. So that was cool to see. That's a good acquisition from Chicago from not really giving up anything. And you hope it pans out. You hope it pans out. So that's the latest news out of the Chicago Bears front. Other news from Lonzo Ball and the Bulls. Um, I say that like I had already mentioned it. No, but I wanted to talk about this uh, because this is kind of the other news that's been circling around Chicago sports media. And Lonzo Ball seems like his progression is not really progressing. I think it was AK was talking about it at Summer League. And they basically are saying he's not really at the point where we want or need him to be. I'm paraphrasing. Does this concern you? It should. Heck, we thought we were going to have Lonzo Ball back maybe before the playoffs. Okay, not before. Then during. Okay, not during. Then don't have to worry about it. It'll be fine by the beginning of the season. 
but now it's still taking a while. I mean, this is kind of getting very alarming. Maybe not very, but when your front office is coming out and saying that, because typically you're going to try to, you know, brush it under the rug as much as possible. You don't want to cause any concern or, you know, put his value down or anything. Not that they're trying to get rid of him, but like, that is very alarming. What's going on? All right, it's the bone bruise in the knee, right? That's not good. And even if he does get ready to play for the opening game, aren't you still going to be worried that it could be a consistent thing? He's already dealt with multiple injuries throughout his career, his short career at that. Look, we love Lonzo. We need him. We want him, everything around that. But, man, I guess that's why you pick up Goran Dragic. He's going to be playing a lot of minutes. But still, this you just need shooters, and you don't have a three-point specialist, and it's still infuriating. Donovan Mitchell now looks like he could go to the Knicks. The Heat seemed like they had the best package, but the Knicks seemed like the front runners. Kyrie Irving probably going to go to the Lakers. They just have to work out the correct deal. I took a flyer on the Nets, 28-1 to to win the championship, by the way, not expecting it to come home, but just based on the fact that maybe Kevin Durant stays and the value will decrease. It's tempting. Could it be, I think we were talking about it, right? The Nets just playing chess, everybody else playing checkers. Nah, they're not scheming that much, but maybe they're realizing they can't get as good of a package they want for Kevin Durant. What, he has four years left on his contract and a guy who clearly doesn't have that much loyalty? And what the Nets want is not what Kevin Durant wants in the sense of Kevin Durant wants to go to this team or that team. Well, the Nets in return want their superstar for one of the best players of all time. But Kevin Durant only wants to go there if that superstar is there so he can be on the path to winning a championship. So it's not going to work. It's not really a viable process. Except maybe with the Bulls. Just saying. Just saying. Or the Nets have to realize you're kind of in a lose-lose situation because Kevin Durant is just screwing you. Plain and simple. I don't know. Something's got to happen. Wouldn't hate to get more content out of the NBA. Uh, By the way, folks, if you want more NFL and college football, we've been doing NFL previews on Rush Hour. We'll be doing more college football these next two days. Really excited for that. And once I kind of conclude with the NFL, with these divisions, and maybe even before and maybe even on here I'll do it, um, I'm going to get into the Big Ten Talk about Nebraska especially. It's my alma mater if there's any new listeners out there. The hype is somewhat real this year. And trust me, I'm not one of those Nebraska fans who's just going to shove them down your throat in the sense of, oh, they're good, they're good, the 90s. No. I tell you, I give my sports teams crap. Nebraska gets the worst of it. So, I'm just saying, the expectations are higher. But that'll do it, folks. That's going to wrap it up for this Thursday edition of the Chicago City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Remember, always appreciate it if you like and subscribe, and it helps you get notified when the shows are released ASAP. And you can catch Rush Hour Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time, Marquee Sports Network, vsin.com. That's V-S-I-N.com. And, yeah, on Twitter, at Danny Burke 5 folks. Enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, enjoy the Open Championship, baby. Maybe we can make some good live bets. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. But until then, best of luck with all your wagers and take care.